Welcome to Force Points to the Point Cybersecurity Podcast. Each week, join Eric Trexler and Erica Pierce to explore the latest in government cybersecurity news and trending topics. Always covered in 15 minutes or less. Now, let's get to the point. Welcome back to episode 16 of To The Point Cybersecurity. I am one of your co-hosts, Erica Pierce, and I have with me as always, Eric Trexler. How are you doing, Eric, this week? Hey, Erica. I'm doing well. Good, good. Well, we have a guest this week um, that I think will be um, incredibly interesting to a lot of our listeners. We have the Small Business Administration, or SBA, um, the CTO, Sanjay Gupta. So thank you, uh, Sanjay, so much for joining us this week. Glad to be here. Excellent. So let's start with this, Sanjay. Um, I was recently um, sort of looking at your, your Twitter, <laughs> and you retweeted something from um, Maria Rowe, the, the CIO, in which she talked about the fact that um, SBA is burning bridges. Uh, you guys are not going back. And you said, you know, you guys are truly um, trailblazers. Your leadership is bold and courageous. Tell me more about um, about that. What is the SBA doing um, in terms of burning bridges and, and really sort of leading the charge and in, um, in, in innovation along in, in terms of your uh, technology, especially around your, your cyber uh, security? Yeah, I should uh, begin by mentioning that this quote, uh, burn the bridges behind us, uh, it was used in relation to SBA's cloud journey, uh, which we had started back in spring of 2017. Uh, like I've mentioned or uh, we have talked in the past, the OCIO leadership team is what we call is a forward-leaning leadership team. And we are really not satisfied with the status quo. And in this case, specifically, what we were trying to communicate was our commitment, our confidence, and our conviction to the transformation and the innovation we were taking in relation to the cloud journey. So, for example, when we started a cloud journey back in spring of 2017, we decided to right-size some of our software and hardware maintenance contracts uh, for our primary data center. And mind you, we were making these decisions which would be effective in the fall of 2017. So here we are in spring of 2017, we're looking forward in time and we're saying, we really don't need to spend so much money for, for example, for maintenance of UPSs in a primary data center come fall of 2017 because we'll be migrating to the cloud. So that's why I would say that's a pretty bold and a courageous move, you know, sort of thinking ahead six, nine months ahead and trying to make that choice. And it was also a show of our commitment, like I said earlier. So that's what it was referencing. Sanjay, there's no question that the work that you and Maria and the team are doing is forward leaning. Is it just something you're saying to let everybody know, hey, we're going forward? Or was there an initial resistance that, that you had to overcome at SBA and somebody had to put the statement out, which I believe is more, uh, has a military background, right? We're gonna burn the bridges. So you have, no, you have no question but to fight because you can't go back. Uh, you're absolutely right, Eric. So there was initial resistance and uh, that's always natural. The inertia when you're undertaking a transformation is always there and you have to be able to overcome the inertia. And in this case, uh, we had a very compelling reason that we needed to uh, migrate off our primary data center and into the cloud. And so this was a message for our larger team uh, at the OCIO and SBA, uh, also to our partners who we were working with, 
and to the team itself to say our leadership team is so committed that there is no going back and we are confident that we will achieve this and so that's why i say it's very bold and courageous because not many leaders have the ability to make some bold choices where they are able to burn the bridges behind them uh, with the clear intention of saying we're marching forward. So yeah, you're right. And yes, it also has a military background <laughs> here. So and Maria being from the Navy, I'm sure uh, there has been some reference to it in her past lives. But, but that's really a bold statement. You're basically saying, hey, we're, we're betting it all on the cloud. Uh, yes, it is a bold statement. I mean, uh, there is no question about it. And uh, um, there is no turning back. Uh, there's only one path forward. And we're all in this journey together. And we'll meet this objective together. So, so yes, it is a very bold and a courageous statement. I love that. <laughs> I, I, I love that. Let's put it all on the line. Let's do what we think is the right thing to better secure this organization. Well, and especially because, you know, uh, it's no secret that government can all can oftentimes be risk adverse. So to really just forge ahead and to, um, again, be that trailblazer, I, you know, I, I really do commend the SBA um, for, for that. But I have to ask Sanjay, in terms of, you know, just some of the, the challenges that you've seen um, just in, you know, in the work that you're doing as, as CTO, you know, there's been a couple of um, recent GAO reports that have come out um, towards the end of the year that have talked about just you know some of the um, some of the things that agencies have had to overcome uh, as as far as you know things such as the migration to the cloud um, and just other uh, protecting their networks things like that. What have you seen you know just in terms of this past year that you feel as though SBA um, will do differently or refocus its efforts in the in the coming year that you can share with us? Yeah. So one of the things we did uh, uh, set was initially in this year in 2018 we set up a a very simple but a powerful vision to protect SBA's IT assets. And let me kind of try and describe that in a very simple manner. So we wanted to look at all IT assets in SBA. And what I mean by that is regardless of where they are located. And what I mean by that again is if these assets are on the premise or they are in a cloud. And it doesn't matter in which cloud they are in. Uh, so we at the SBA have a primary cloud footprint in AWS and Azure. We also have other cloud services like SaaS offerings through Salesforce, Adobe, and a few others. And then obviously we have mobile devices. Uh, so that's sort of, if you think about it, our, our footprint across different landscapes where our assets exist. So what we set the vision for was we said we need one set of tools. When I say one set of tools, again, in a conceptual manner that will manage and secure all of these IT assets. And regardless of where they sit, like in a cloud, in on-premise, in mobile, or which type. And so we wanted to use these one set of cloud tools and we wanted to deploy these tools, which are native tools or native cloud-based tools, I should say, in the cloud instance that we had set up. And so rather than setting up two or three different types of tools or in two, three different types of environments, one set of tools look at on-prem, one set of tools look for mobile devices, and one set of tools manage and monitor and secure our cloud devices, we said, no, we're going to use one set of security monitoring management tools that look across the board from all of these things. So this was quite a turning point for us uh, in 2018. And why I say this is a turning point for us was because we looked at this in a holistic manner. 
And let me give you a specific example. And I know you've, you've heard us talk about it and uh, seen some things written in the press about us, about the tech modernization or the trusted internet connection modernization effort that we embarked on uh, in spring of 2018. And we didn't look at the tech or CDM, the DHS mandated continuous diagnostics and mitigation program as unique programs. We're looking at all of those programs under the overarching umbrella of SPA's vision to protect all IT assets. And quite frankly, the TIC or the CDM, and for that matter, the Einstein, as we see it, are really byproducts. And what I mean by that is really, we're not trying to meet the objectives or the, um, uh, the controls that are required by the TIC or CDM or Einstein. We're saying, when we deployed these set of tools, we think we have actually met the objectives of these programs and some more. And so that's how we've been approaching cybersecurity at the SBA. And that's quite frankly, not only revolutionary, but it's transformative because what we've done so far now is we've shown this to many people. In fact, I just had a demo yesterday. Uh, we had people from DHS, from Treasury, from CFPB, from GPO, uh, from the Air Force. Um, and so far we've done probably uh, 25 or so demos in the last nine months. And we've invited people from a variety of different agencies. Probably, I think, my count would be 30-plus different agencies and bureaus, and probably five to 600 people we've given this demo for. And what we're showing is these tools in live production use. We're showing to people what capabilities we have. We're also showing what capabilities we do not have, by the way, right? And we've been open kimono about it. And I think we've had nothing but a very overwhelming response from DHS, from OMB, from GSA, and all of our partners, because we've shown to them that we have a very cost-effective and a time-effective and time-efficient manner. I know, Eric, we've been at uh, events together, and I know you've talked about time to respond in cybersecurity is very, very critical. Yeah. And oftentimes... It's not because you did not detect something in time. It is the action you took probably took longer than you probably needed to take. So we're focusing on simplifying our environment and we're focusing on being our ability to be able to respond to things in a quick, uh, quicker manner. So that's really what I think has been uh, really key for us um, from a cloud adoption standpoint and being able to look at cybersecurity in a manner which usually you know, has not yet been looked at in the federal government, at least to my knowledge. And so our work is really not only informing what SBA is doing, but more importantly, it's informing some of the policies and the guidance coming out of OMB, whether it's in relation to cloud smart strategy or in relation to the tech modernization policy, which was just recently released for public comment. And we're hoping that we should also be able to do something very similar with the DHS CDM PMO team. We have a draft of a, a project scope and charter defined uh, we hope to kick that off here in January, a very similar 90-day pilot. And what we want to uh, be able to uh, demonstrate via this process is that we actually are meeting the intent and the goals of CDM, all four phases, quite frankly, um, by the tools we've already deployed. So so anyways, it's a long ways of kind of answering your question, um, but I think we are quite excited about what the, we've been doing and what's in future for us. And uh, by the way, as a side product of these things, um, uh, you'd mentioned about some of the audits, right? Um, we've also had our audit and we've had our discussion with our auditors. And I think one of the things we are also realizing is because in the space of the cloud, things are moving so fast, the paradigms have changed. Some of the audit people are still sort of 
let's say, working towards gaining more knowledge in this newer environments. Mm -hmm. And so oftentimes you see uh, the responses are rooted in the on-premises environment and the paradigm of computing that used to be in the on-premises world. And so we're also helping them inform and uh, learn about this thing. By the way, when I was talking about Treasury, uh, the folks from the IG and Treasury were uh, visiting with us yesterday for our demo. So anyways, I, I, I need to stop here probably because I've taken a long time and answering <laughs> no, your simple question. <laughs> now that's, a, that's a great point. I think many times we forget that there's a whole infrastructure that's been built up over decades. So even when you want to go fast, I mean, we hear it a lot of times around acquisition reform, right? The business, the agency wants to go fast, but they can't. The auditor side is interesting. It sounds like you might be scoring lower in some areas because the auditors haven't updated the requirements to to audit or understand what you're doing and why you're doing it, which in a cloud environment is absolutely different than it is in a in a traditional IT on-prem environment. Uh, you're absolutely right, Eric, and I think that's part of what we are hoping to do is you know improve the information, improve the knowledge about the new models that have now existed because of the cloud uh, being in place. So, so yeah, it's somewhat challenging sometimes, but at the same time, I think we are up for challenges. Like I said earlier, our leadership team is all about, you know, challenging the status quo. Uh, we recognize where they're coming from. There's nothing right or wrong about it, but it's our jobs, if you will, to help them sort of see how it has changed in this world. And uh, yeah, sometimes it's, it's, it's difficult, but you know, hey, we didn't sign up for something easy. <laughs> it, well, so, just to- so I- Go ahead, Eric. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Okay, so you, you burned the bridges, right? You, you have the challenges that you have. What would you have done differently now that you get to look back at the journey so far? Where did you make mistakes? Where would you have been more efficient? Uh, yeah, good points. I think as we kind of look back in time and we all should learn from you know, what we did and, and the, we are fast learners. So some of the things what we are learning now is that uh, we could have probably moved even faster um, that's one thing, um, even though we move fast and we feel we're moving fast, uh, at least in the federal world, but we could have even moved faster. And one of the components that we were not, we could have moved faster, and if we had to do this all over again, is the fact that our workforce, and this is also an important part of the equation mm-hmm. here, is um, you have to have a workforce which is sort of what I call is, uh, you know, leaning, leading edge or, you know, working with newer technologies. And what I call is you have to become comfortable in putting yourself out of your comfort zone. So let me say that one more time slowly. All of us, we have really two choices. We will be either forced out of our comfort zones by other forces, market forces, whatever you want to call that, or we could ourselves knowingly put ourselves out of our comfort zones and be able to learn new things, acquire new challenges, and address those new challenges on our terms, if you will. So that's another aspect that I, if you think about from a human standpoint or workforce standpoint, a lot of us tend to become comfortable working in our comfort zones. And there's nothing right or wrong about it, but the way the technology world moves, at least from my perspective and my professional experience that I've had, I've always found that if I choose to stay in my comfort zone, I could stay there. But at some point in time, I will be forced to move out of my comfort zone or the consequences of staying in my comfort zone are probably less not going to be very pretty, right? 
So that's another aspect that we've uh, naturally had a, a challenge with, and we're continuing to uh, work with this challenge is how do we motivate people to become comfortable to operate outside of the comfort zone? So what does that translate into? It translates into saying, okay, you know what? This is about trying to do things, learn fast, make mistakes. It's okay to make mistakes. As long as we recognize we're making mistakes, you know, in a, in a sincere fashion where we need to learn from it and need to learn from it quickly and move on. That's sort of the fast fail methodology, right? But that's also about leadership. The leadership needs to be willing to say, you know what? I'm giving you the ability to work in this model. And if you have some failures in this process in learning, that's okay. We all are learning and nobody came, were born knowing everything that we have known today. We all learned it and we all made mistakes. So, so that's sort of the other side of this equation, which is we need to be able to empower our teams and individuals to say, okay, go out, experiment, learn something new. And in that process, if there's mistakes you make, that's perfectly fine. Learn from it, move on and continue to sort of take on the next challenge. So again, I'm saying a mouthful here, but the net of it is, this is the way I've crystallized in my sayings in my other presentations is, we all need to become comfortable in being able to operate outside our natural comfort zones. We have to be comfortable being uncomfortable is the translation. Yeah, which are some great leadership principles. I wish, Sanjay, you had been sort of my my boss in my early stages in my career <laughs> in terms of it's, making... It's nice <laughs> being told it's okay to fail. Make, yeah, well, and make mistakes, but learn, learn from them. But I think especially um, in terms of being uncomfortable, um, being comfortable in your, being comfortable with being uncomfortable, that especially applies in technology, right? Because it's so, it's changing every day. It's changing so fast. And so you have to be willing to step outside what, you know, you you um, are, are comfortable with in order to keep up, especially um, with the uh, ever-changing by the minute these days, um, you know, world of, of, of technology, especially in the space of cybersecurity. So guys, we had a few technical difficulties on this episode, so we had to cut it a little short, but wanted to say thank you so much to SBA's Sanjay Gupta. Um, his insight on this episode was so great that we did not want to lose anything that he said by re-recording it. Uh, and also thank you to all the listeners out there. So sorry again about the technical difficulties, but that's what happens when we try to keep it to the point. And please do um, subscribe to the podcast. Please leave us a, uh, a comment, rate us, and also let us know what you want to talk about. So until next week, we thank you for listening. Thanks for joining us on the To The Point Cybersecurity Podcast, brought to you by Forcepoint. For more information and show notes from today's episode, please visit www.forcepoint.com slash govpodcast. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes or the Google Play Store 